podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I am Natalie. We don't have time for that. Yeah, no, we're on a right uh, a, a tight schedule. No bullshitting. Yeah. Um, there'll be there'll be some bullshitting. Yeah, uh, of course. Right off the bat, like um, you and I have talked a lot about how, like, since the pandemic, like the idea of having more than one thing to do in a day. It's yeah. So like. I went to the dentist today Yeah, and we're doing this. And then I have like a press screening tonight. Yeah. And you're working. It's a lot. And I worked. Yeah. It's yeah. like, um, yeah. When they moved my press, the press screening, which is supposed to be tomorrow to today, my first reaction was like, I can't do that. Yeah. I have a dentist appointment totally. five hours early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if I have like a meeting and a visit and then like, yeah, a friend hang or something, it's like, it all seems very overwhelming. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting better at it, but the, like, it it was uh it's just crazy to think how packed my schedule used to be pre pandemic and then working yep. from home like really like reset things and yeah. now I, like yeah uh a little bit of a commitment feels like a lot but um how you doing otherwise uh yeah i um didn't have tons of stuff to do today so that's nice what are you looking for uh, my phone, which I need, is dying. So I need to find some way to plug it in while I do this. Uh, vamp, will you? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, jicama wraps. Barbecue and black pepper Toscano chopped salad. Organic grass-fed beef hot dogs. Okay. Trader Joe's. So uh, if you're new to the to the show, you were probably very confused by that. But uh, um, uh, also... The uh, format of the show is that we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother. We're um, on season three, episode six. Season three, episode six of Friends is called The One with the Flashback. And season three, episode six of How I Met Your Mother is called uh, I'm Not That Guy. Right. But we're going to... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to explain. We have uh, various segments. And when I have to vamp for time, it's usually from the uh, Trader Joe's Fearless Fire yeah. catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we're gonna, we'll get back to that later, I'm sure. I'm sure. We'll also get back to How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 6, I'm Not That Guy, later. We're going to start with Season, with Friends, um, Season 3, Episode 6, the one with the flashback. Uh, we get a perk opening. Yeah. And a Janice opening. It's the only time we see Janice the whole episode, but she's kind of the the uh, inciting incident, in a, in a way. Yeah. She's the thing that gets us. Uh, she's asking the Friends how many of them have hooked up to which they say none but obviously rachel and ross have but i guess that goes without saying yeah um uh but then she's like uh have you ever come close and that leads to this flashback of like how they all got to be like how uh it's basically i guess the story is there's a number of stories i guess the main thing that happens in this flashback is joey becoming a member of the gang but it's also like so much other stuff yeah that defines who we know the friends as seems to have happened in like at the period of less of than a week. Three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and so we get a three years earlier yeah. uh, title card in the friends font. It says three years earlier. Um, Chandler has a goatee. Uh, there's so much like, there are so many references to all the things that are yeah. going on. Like yeah. Phoebe still technically lives with Monica, but is like moving out, but is like scared to tell Monica she's moving out. Ross is talking about how he's having like, problems with his marriage but he thinks it's good that his wife it's carol just, has made yeah. this new friend susan yeah. like it's um there's so so many things uh and then we meet joey because chandler is looking for a roommate yeah 
uh, and he's interviewed a bunch of potential roommates. He interviews one who's like a photographer who is going to have models over the apartment and has a beach house that Chandler will have use of. He's gone on the weekends, which is a huge roommate perk, and he's free to use the beach house. You say it's a huge roommate perk, but like we, I feel like this episode is like consistent with what I've said about Chandler before is that this is a guy who like wants a roommate. He wants you know? like someone to hang out with. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we've seen that before because I mean, it, I guess at this point in the flashback, he's still like a temp essentially. Right. You know, he's ascended, he's now like he's gotten promoted multiple times over, and and it's been established that he can afford to live on his own and still wants a roommate. But even at this old in this flashback, he he seems to want a roommate. He's just not a guy, I guess, who does well on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, we'll get to, m- to more on that, uh, uh, actually. But uh, so this guy, <laughs> turns out Joey was not Chandler's choice, choice. of roommate. Mm-hmm. Of, of roommate. The, uh, basically, well, we'll get to why, uh, mm-hmm. what happened. But Monica uh, had a crush on Joey immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, thought he was, he was super hot. They had some steamy chemistry. Um, yes. Uh, but let me get to my favorite thing about the episode that actually, like, legitimately made me sad. When we see that the perk used to be a bar yeah. and they used to hang out there, yeah, and it looks like so much more fun, yeah, <laughs> you know. And Monica's like a real like drinker, like she's a single gal, like yeah. having a good time. Yeah, hanging friends. out at the bar in her in her tank top and and Chandler shooting pool. Yeah, uh, it just seems like such a fun hangout. This was like a McLaren stand-in. We'll talk about similarities later, but yeah, I actually have some thoughts. Maybe we should get, yeah, for similarities and differences on okay. the differences between this part, this place and McLaren's. But you can um, tell it was the set of the perk. You know, you can, like, The bars see are even, like, in the yeah. same place. Same bars, the uh, coffee bar. They also, like, take over the place. Yeah. You know, yeah, Ross Lee just goes behind the bar yeah. and, and pours a shot for himself. Yeah. Um, um, and we see that... Uh, Rachel is at this bar. And this is the first, like, this is like suspension of disbelief. Yeah. I don't believe that this version of Rachel would go to this Is at bar. this bar with her, like, Westchester friends or whatever they are. One being played by Marissa, Marissa Rabisi. Yeah, who's doing it. Her who's brother great. is Frank oh, Jr. Right. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, and then the other friend but, I didn't recognize. Neither did I. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I did note that because, like, Rachel's being picky to the waitress, yeah. which. I don't buy that this is the kind of place that has a waitress. Right. You know? Like, it doesn't look like they serve food. Mm, they might have, like, some bar snacks. You think? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like, for our personal reference that no one else will get, kind of like the Oaks. Like, somewhere between a dive Something. and, like, a pub. It's like... Well, bars are required to have some sort of sustenance. So it could just be, like, some chips or, like, popcorn. I don't think that's... I mean, I've been to plenty of bars that don't... They have so to have it. So the, even if they don't advertise it, okay. by law, with a liquor license, you have to have some Okay, sort of what food. I'm saying is, like, bars that aren't, like, pubs, that don't have a kitchen. Like, Tonga Hut has pretzels. Okay, but let me finish my point. Let me give you more examples. <laughs> my point is that, generally, bars, in my experience, bars that don't have kitchens don't have waiters and waitresses. You just order at the bar if you're going to, like the shortstop or whatever to keep the LA references of, right. you know, the gold room, little joy. Like those places don't have someone coming out to your table and taking your order. There's a bar back who comes and clears the 
that. But that's can't. not what was happening. This right. was someone delivering drinks on a tray yeah. to their table, and I don't think that I don't buy that. This is the kind of bar that has that table service that it has like a Carla. Yeah. From Cheers, I don't buy that. That whereas McLaren's, which is more like to keep our local references up, more like a Pineapple Hill type of place. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. I think I I buy that when they're at like high traffic times, they have someone going out to tables and taking orders and delivering drinks. I buy that with McLaren's. I don't buy it so much with this unnamed place. We okay. we never get the name, right? No, we don't. Okay. Uh, anyway, that was my thought about <laughs> dive bars and waitresses. Okay. <laughs> or waiters. Um, but it made me think, oh, first off, one of the drinks that Rachel is returning is, I have to admit, like, I know the whole thing is, like, she's being prissy or whatever, but I would return this drink, too. If someone ordered a martini with a pearl olive in it, or, sorry, a pearl onion in it, and got a martini with an olive in it, I would, ha- I, I'm a, I'm a Gibson martini guy, meaning I like it with a pearl onion. If I got a martini with an olive, well, I don't. you hate olives. Because so. I don't, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's maybe why this person, like, I would have to return that drink. Right. Because I can't. I can't stand olive juice. It literally makes me... We went to a... Was it a New Year's Eve party at your friend's place? It was years ago. And she was, like, mixing martinis and, like, handing people martinis as they came in the door. And she made them, like, a little dirty. And I literally, like, had to step outside because I thought I might throw up. God. <laughs> um, and I'm the opposite. Like, I want, like, all olive juice. You want... And, in, yeah. yeah, instead of vermouth. Just, like, yeah. I want vodka and... And olive juice. Yeah, like tip the whole jar in Ugh. there. Ugh. Yeah, it's not for me. Not for me. Uh, uh, what else happens? You mentioned Marissa Rubisi. So I wonder if, and then like Rachel and Monica see each other. And they're like, oh my God, I haven't seen you since mm-hmm. high school or whatever. And it made me think, like this is three years ago, right? Yeah. So this is less than a year before the pilot. Right. When. So do you think like when Rachel runs away from Barry at the uh, at the altar or whatever, do you think she thinks of this place and this is why she thinks of Monica? Like, I'm going to go to Monica. She's the last person outside of my group that I saw. Or maybe she's thinking of Chandler. Maybe she's thinking of Chandler, yeah, as we, as um, we get... But uh, yeah, in this flashback, later. she's, like, she'd recently gotten engaged. Yeah, she's got a big old uh, rock. Yeah. Uh, Monica has a funny line about, you can't even see where the Titanic hit it. I yeah. thought that was a funny line about yeah. the, the engagement ring. Um... So then we get uh, a great uh, cameo by Larry Hankin as Mr. Heckles, who is who has passed away R. within R. the within the show. But yeah. uh, because this is a flashback, we get him. And he, we find out he's the reason that Chandler ended up with Joey because he's scared off the photographer guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the better for Monica, who is full on just vibing with with Joey and like finding an excuse to put her hand on his like side and everything um i kept thinking this is where we're gonna hear joey say how you doing yeah because we still haven't gotten it he should have yeah we're over two years into this thing yeah two seasons into this thing and we still haven't heard joey say his catchphrase yeah um and the name of one of our segments or the inspiration for the name of one of our segments um also, like, go ahead. We could talk about that interaction, the exchange between Joey and Monica. It was so uncomfortable for me to watch. Just like this was played for laughs, but if that happened, like, I would immediately run. Like, I he took off all his. He clothes. should have been arrested. Like, 
I, and I understand that there was like some like innuendo involved and a lot of like flirtation. You yeah. don't just take up like get, make yourself comfortable doesn't mean get can, naked. Yes. In someone what, in a what, stranger's what, uh, what class of woman is Joey uh, associating with most of the time? I mean, he's like real hunky, but like that's never okay. Um, well, I was gonna save this for similarities and differences, but I'll tell you now: if this one scene of Friends makes you uncomfortable, get ready for an entire episode of How I Met Your Mother based on this subject. Oh, okay. We're coming up on it. Well, well, I don't think it's till season four, actually, if I remember. Uh, but there is an episode called The Naked Man that is about, the entire episode is about guys doing this. Well, and, and it, just to be clear, like, nakedness is not what's offensive. It's someone not wanting someone to be naked in yeah. front of them. Yes, this is this what I'm is talking about. Yeah. why Louis C.K., we don't, yeah. we don't like him. Yes, that's right. This is never okay. Yeah. This um, behavior is bad. But I guess Joey gets, like, a pass because he's just so dumb. Yeah. And, like... It's so clear he didn't like. Whereas, like Louis C.K. like knew what he was doing was like, yeah, forcing something on people, and that was like, I'm guessing probably part of the thing for him it was like a power yeah, thing. Yeah, Joey's just whereas like, Joey's just like really dumb, dumb and, just and like, horny. Like, oh, she invited me in for lemonade and said, "Make yourself comfortable." That means get naked yeah. and then stand like Captain Morgan. <laughs> but it was kind of funny after he after she like screamed at him and made him put his clothes on. She's like, I could still see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, but I like that we get a little explanation about how Monica is able to afford this apartment. Um, that it was her, uh, her grandmother lived there, and it was basically, she, right. like, took over, I guess, because that's something I think is more common in New York City, uh, from what I understand. Right, like being grandfathered into a yeah. um, rent control. Yeah, so she's yeah. she's in an, uh, an apartment. That's how she can afford it. Um, I... I like this apartment decor much better because Phoebe. You like Phoebe's plants, touch on it. Yeah, it was all the beaded Phoebe's plants. Did you like the beaded doorway to Phoebe's bedroom? That was that was fine. <laughs> um, it was mostly it just looked like a greenhouse, which yeah. I loved. Yeah, there were a lot of plants, and we even see Monica watering them. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I know we see we think of Monica as a control freak, but clearly she allowed Phoebe to have some sort of. Yeah. Say in the decor. Yeah. Yeah. But Phoebe moves out. Joey and Chandler bond over Baywatch. We see Nicole Eggers. We see who else? Pamela Anderson. Pamela, Pamela Anderson. We didn't see Yasmin Bleeth, which is funny because um, she made her way onto their uh, list. On, yeah. Onto uh, wait, whose list? I think it was. Was that Chandler's list? It was Chandler's list. Yeah. 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 Yes. So um, Joey introduced him to Yasmin Bleeth, who would be on his yeah, list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah. Um, and then Monica is sad that Phoebe is moving out and Chandler like comforts her while she's in a towel. And it's like, seems like it's maybe kind of like a romantic mm-hmm. or maybe sexually charged moment, but then like it kind of undercuts it. Cause it's like Chandler's like, this feels really good. And you think it's like sexual, but he's talking about like her cotton towel. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, like if you are hugging like a super hot woman, like straight out of the shower in a towel like mm-hmm. how would he not like you know what say it how would he not be more enchanted <laughs> do you mean how would he not have an erection yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i had the same thought yeah yeah um 
Uh, How would he not be enchanted is a funny way. (laughs) Very G-rated way of saying what you were getting at. Um, uh, But again, like, Monica wants to have a roommate. That seems to be a thing with these these people. But I guess it makes sense that they're... Codependent. If they're the type of people who are friends who are always going to be around in each other's business, they're the type of people who, like want to be we have a friend like this who like always wants to have people over mm-hmm. you know what i mean and like that's not us but i'm glad that we have that friend because like i had a friend growing up too who was like i want to watch this movie like she couldn't even watch a movie at home by herself she needed to like make a an event out of it yeah. and like have a friend over and like make snack like everything was an event yeah i love being alone <laughs> Yeah, me too. I love being with you too, but like... No, that's fine. I'm totally fine being by myself. Yeah, not, no, I was not offended. Uh, so Carol leaves Ross off screen. We don't see Carol or Susan at all this episode, but off screen Carol like asks for a divorce or whatever. Ross meets up with Phoebe at the bar. I guess they, they must be like such regulars at the bar that like the workers just like left and left like, Phoebe. Here, Phoebe's, like, yeah, yeah, close up when you yeah. leave. And so she's just sitting in the bar having a drink and Ross comes in and and uh, this, they almost go at it with Phoebe, Phoebe's mm-hmm. like comforting Ross. And for some reason, like that pairing just seems so wrong to me. Ross and Phoebe, I don't yeah. like get it. No, it's the most unlikely. Yeah. And I guess this is before the argument of Phoebe not believing in evolution, <laughs> which yeah. I, I don't know uh, if, if Ross would have the same... Um, uh, reaction if he knew that in this point that Phoebe doesn't believe in evolution, but uh, they, they are they stop because there's a funny joke about balls or whatever, but they realize it's an uncomfortable thing. And then the rest of the gang show up, and, and it's like it's weirdly this how I met your mother moment. Mm-hmm. They're at a bar, and without Rachel, it's three guys and two girls, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, um. It felt like How I Met Your Mother. It was very much like a melding of the two shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's the end of the episode. Is that we get a tag where uh, it's funny. I think you're supposed to think this is Chandler's fantasy mm-hmm. of of him actually like scoring with Rachel, and she comes in the bar and does the Fonzie thing on the jukebox, and it starts playing the zombies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it turns out it's Rachel's having the fantasy on her drive back home from the city yeah. with Marissa BC and unnamed other friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's And then uh, she says, Oh, I'm just thinking of Barry. Barry. Yeah. And her friends go, Oh, <laughs> um, she's thinking of the Chan man. <laughs> was, uh, that would be a good transition into my funniest moment, but do you have any other stray observations on the one with the flashback? Um, well, I felt kind of bad for Phoebe in the first scene when, um, Janice was asking them about like, who of you have like, who's hooked up here. And Joey says something like, well, Monica and Rachel got together and they're like, what? But like, why is Phoebe left out? You know, I feel like she's just as hot as the other two, but I feel like she's kind of like, I don't know. And also I feel like the show, I don't know enough to know if it ever goes there, but, and I say that every time, but like the show has teased chemistry between Joey and Phoebe more than teased. Well, like they've, they've kissed. kissed on multiple and she occasions. She said like she's had a crush on him. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know why they left. That uh, like I feel like just because she's like 
I guess less conventionally. I don't even know because I think she's like just yeah, as hot. She's, she's got obviously. A, yeah. She's the best character for sure. But she's also hot. Like it's like it's n- maybe she's like too kooky for these. I guess what I'm saying is I'm attracted to more than just a woman's uh, physical appearance, Natalie. Well, what I'm saying, I'm saying is she has, she has more personality. personality. She has yeah. more personality. And that's part than of what makes her so attractive. Two. And we're in agreement on that. It sounds like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounded like you were saying like I don't care about that. She's a good character. She's just hot. No, I'm saying from Joey's point of view. So thinking right. as Joey. Like, all he's looking for is, like, he's kind of baseline, like, superficial. Yeah. But what my argument is, Phoebe's just as hot, if not hotter, than anyone else on the show. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they picked that particular uh, matchup. Um, Um, Funniest moments? No other stray observations, but thank you for giving me uh, the room to uh, offer up some... (laughs) I'm just trying to delay and annoy you. Um, I, love it. I like when you do that. Okay. Um, I like when you digress or tease me because I'm always digressing, um, talking about whether or not dive bars have wait staff and stuff like that. Uh, all right, my funniest moment by far. Uh, no, I'm going to go chronologically. Okay. My funniest moment chronologically that happens earlier in the episode is. When Chandler, we haven't met Joey yet, but Chandler's talking about him mm-hmm. and talking about how dumb he seems. Uh-huh. And he's like, when I answered the phone, Chandler Bing, he went, whoa, short message. <laughs> That's very funny. That is very funny. What do you got? Um, well, there was a scene with Mr. Heckles and he was just being um, like antagonistic to the, like complaining about stuff. And he's like, well... I was practicing oboe. You were? You you play oboe? No, but I could. Yeah. And then when he said, no, I'm Chandler's new roommate. <laughs> yeah. To the would-be. The photographer guy, yeah. yeah. That made me laugh. Um, well, the thing that made me laugh easily, by far, the biggest laugh of the episode. Wait, let me guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, no, they just did a sleeping gesture. Yeah. When Ross, <laughs> I can't, when Ross and PB are going to... Uh, uh, screw on the pool table. Ross like tries to do that dramatic thing of like yeah. sweeping everything out of the way, yeah. but it's a bunch of pool balls on a pool table, so they just like bounce around and come back. They do what they're supposed to do <laughs> yeah. on a pool table. So yeah, that was a good bit of physical comedy. And then yeah. he also hits his head on the overhead. They um, both do. Lamp. She does on yeah. the way down, and he does on the way up, which yeah. is very funny. So that was um, funny. Do you? What do you, I, I think this this sweeping the pool the the billiard balls around the table was even funnier than the how i met your mother like laptop laptop yeah Remember? with yeah. gail yeah Although i like that bit too yeah. but uh the billiard balls is funnier uh any other funniest moments for you i also had a good one this was um when phoebe was explaining why she had to move out of monica's apartment yeah um she said i need to live in a land where people can spill yeah <laughs> which made me laugh because i guess she like Spilled something on a pillow and then had to just like flip it over, but also spilled something on, on the other side. On the other yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, Monica was obsessed with it. Um, okay, what else do you have for funniest? I don't have any more funniest moments. Oh, you? I had one that it wasn't like laugh out loud funny, but when Rachel when Rachel's drink was wrong and she complained about it, she said, "How hard is it to get a drink right?" Yeah, which was funny foreshadowing because she's terrible yeah. server at the coffee place. Yeah, there's so much foreshadowing. There's also or a I funny go, I guess moment. Is foreshadowing the right word? If it's 
Yeah. We yeah. already know? Yeah. I guess it's references. Refer- yeah. yeah. Um, and then when it was announced that um, the bar was going to be turning into a coffee shop, was it Joe who said just coffee? It was Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. And they couldn't fathom like just drinking coffee. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Again, the How I Met Your Mother thing, they, they did an episode where they're all hanging out in the coffee shop and then Barney's like, this sucks. Let's go to the bar. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, friends, but make it fashion. I feel like I could go on and on about this episode. Right. Instead, I'm just going to say one uh, Joey's leather vest. Yes, was I very wrote that funny. down. Yeah. yeah, his leather vest was very funny. Um, I This was notable to me. So Janice was only in the first scene. And normally we know Janice as like big, flamboyant, mm-hmm. colorful. This was very toned down Janice. She was like wearing. You think she's trying to fit in with the neutral with the gang? shades? I don't know. Maybe it's just like we're not going to do much with her in this episode. So let's just maybe like, now that she's partnered up in an LTR, mm. she's not peacocking anymore. Maybe <laughs> that's what it is. Maybe. Um, do you have more? Uh, no, I don't. Notable. Um, obviously, Rachel's purple Chanel suit was um, shocking. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. She had acrylic. She was like big hair, like very Jersey housewife. Yeah. Um, Monica's fashions I loved every single one of them she looked hot in the tank top and jeans the red, yeah the red like ribbed tank top was very cool and it was very like very casual you know she's like drinking a brew with her friends yeah. you know she's very like bar girl who doesn't mind being single yeah I like that I like that Um. oh real quick let's oh, do some ahead. props to the props department oh, we please. already mentioned the plants and the greenhouse vibes of the apartment um there was, um, what else? Oh, I had something else and I lost it. Damn. Shoot. Um, but I guess props did a great job. I'm trying to think what else would have been like a prop. Also, the the boys' apartment, I liked it better. You like it with the love seats as opposed to the uh, yeah. twin recliners? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Lo- yeah. Um, it's still, their carpet is awful. It's hideous. Um Okay, so running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing, and there's so many things we could mm-hmm. we could talk about. Oh. There's a joke, there's a reference to cute naked guy, mm-hmm. which is like a fat shaming joke because yes, it's exactly. like, oh, cute naked. So, the, so the only thing that makes him ugly naked guy is that he gained weight. Right. There's he was also a cute naked guy. some homophobia with Joey like assuming Chandler was gay and saying like, I'm cool with, I'm cool with the gay thing. Yeah, I don't know that, that I thought it was homophobic, but it is a running joke that people think Chandler's gay. Right. Yeah. But Chandler but being offended by that. It's played for laughs because, like, Chandler doesn't like that. So if he had just said, like, oh, I'm not gay, like, it would have been... Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, um, also, um, Phoebe, she's done this before, but her kind of phrase is, oh, no. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, catchphrases, we do get a... Uh, Ross, hi. When he when he when he comes oh, into the bar, yeah. Hi. What is she doing? I don't know. Our cat is making noises under the under the couch. Um. Yeah. So there's. Let's see. We already talked about. Oh. Oh, go ahead. This was also. Wait. Go on. I, I we talked about Carol and Susan. We talked about Baywatch. Uh, we talked about like potential chemistry between Monica and Chandler. I also like this um, episode revisits that like really hammers home that 
Phoebe and Monica used to be roommates, which I feel like mm-hmm. is something that is barely talked about in the episode right. with Steve, Steve Zahn, when yeah. Steve Zahn is like, does Phoebe Bouvet still live here? And that's like the only reference we've ever had to them living right. together, I think. Yeah. And now this this episode like really cements it. Um, also, we've often talked about similarities between um, Seinfeld and um, I got the like a little tinge of Seinfeld when um, when Monica invites Joey into the apartment and is like, oh, yeah, make yourself at home, <laughs> because that was one of the early um, interactions with Kramer. Jerry says, like, oh, oh yeah, right. my apartment is who apartment. Make yeah. yourself at home. And Kramer's like, oh, I couldn't impose. And then he <laughs> eventually will impose. Well, then should we take a break before we uh, talk about the next show? Yes. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We're back from our break and we're ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 6. I'm not that guy. Now they take it away. Uh, okay, so we start, so it's the year 2007 and Ted's... That's what uh, year yeah. it is on the show. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know why he introduces it that way. Yeah, maybe every once in a while they just um, like reset the stage for new viewers like I do at the beginning of these podcasts. Ted is working from home. I have that, which is, yeah. Which is like... An un... Unintentional uh, foreshadowing to us all working from home. Yeah. Not all of us. Obviously, there are plenty of people on the front line or people in service industry jobs that haven't been able to work from home. But you and I have been largely working from home for the past two years. Yes. Uh, I'm back in the office two days a week now. Yes. Yeah. Um, So he's working from home on his computer and um, Marshall comes in, like, excited that he got a... um, like a job interview at the um, NRDC, right. the uh, National Coalition. It's the National Something Defense Council. Yeah. It's like an ecological. Yeah. Resource Defense Council. Okay. Something, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's and then also. Real. Is it real? I don't think so. I can't imagine. And then Barney barges in so excited it is national resources defense council oh it is absolutely a real thing okay so he wants to like put his law degree to a to good use um and barney barges in saying that he found a porn with ted mosby in it (laughs) a porno starring ted mosby yeah um and then ted mosby says like oh that's why my doctor was so weird and he was (sighs) yeah uh, like weirded out that his doctor watched porn this episode had like a very like pollyanna-ish like puritanical view on porn it was very like sex negative overall yeah but i don't think that's new for this show because remember when um barney set ted up with someone that he told ted was a prostitute it turned out it was one of barney's neighbors that like the talk about sex work was also right. very puritanical. Very, very much. Yeah. And like the idea that someone would have sex in their apartment. I guess it is like a stranger having sex on your couch is like couch, a little yeah. bit jarring. But like they were so appalled that like there was possibly, we'll get to it later. But, but also there's the like, there are conventions for porn. Yeah, there are conventions. Yeah. That's not a new yeah. thing. Yeah. And like, um, 
I mean, they reference, I guess, in the in the show, it's called AVW, Adult Video Weekly. The not real publication is AVN, Adult AVN. Video News. It's like it's not like a super like as it's just depicted here. It's like one guy, like a tiny desk. Like AVN is like a, a major huge, magazine yes. that like has annual conventions and annual yeah. like award show. Like this is not like a small. This isn't. The deuce. And they're all <laughs> just know? like shot like, wow, this many people watch porn? Like, y- you're a smart guy. You know that everyone, yeah. Yeah. everyone watches porn. So it was just like, huh. These, like, the friends and the How I Met Your Mother gang, like, really did like a switcheroo, it yeah. seemed like. Yeah. This was, um, yeah, this was very strange. Yeah. Um, so then they are at McLaren's and Robin's talking about Jude Law and how many movies he's in. Yeah. Her obsession with Jude Law. I'm assuming this will be. Yeah. This was how this yeah. I knew it must have. Um, and there was like a, a, a misunderstanding with a phone interview with the. Um, Adult Video Weekly. Adult Video yeah. Weekly. So someone called asking for Ted Mosby, and they had this whole conversation like, well, I'm always like bending over backwards with this, <laughs> this jobs and partnering, and like everything could be misconstrued yeah. as like um, a porn. Yeah. And yeah. they wrote this whole article like that he, he was interviewed um, by this magazine. Um, that was funny. And then um, Marshall's story is um, he has an interview with, is it Jeff Coatsworth? So he got the job at the NRDC that he wants, but he also got set up with an interview at like a big name yeah. uh, uh, law firm that represents a lot of like high dollar clients yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is like the enemy. So this, like he was not picturing John Cho. Yeah. He was like picturing like some old white dude. Yeah. I and John Cho, of course, this is a, the uh, Neil Patrick Harris, John Cho, connect mm-hmm. the Harold and Kumar movies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yes, uh, yeah. And I mean, Neil Patrick Harris to some extent owes some of his like, what's the word I'm looking for? The revitalization of his like screen career because mm-hmm. he was like he was doing great on stage. I think I don't want to act like he he wasn't, but yeah, uh, he his his comeback as a screen actor was tied, I think, to him playing a version of himself, a Barney-like version of himself in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. So Marshall has already, like, made up his mind. Like, I don't want to give this dude the time of day, but mm-hmm. I'll see what he has to say. Um, Barney said, oh, he's going to, like, seduce you, like, romance you to, like, get you to accept the offer. Um, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. John Cho... Um, Invites it. He's like, just just come to dinner, yeah. and then everyone is like, well, just get a free meal out of it. It'll be a fancy dinner. The dinner is um, lobster um, fed beef, like the <laughs> yeah. lobster. What is it? Co- well, lobster. it's Kobe lobster, which is lobster that has been that has lived on a diet of Kobe beef. Yeah, which I don't think lobsters eat like meat. It's so upsetting. Yeah, the whole idea of it is very upsetting. Um, but yeah, he wines and dines him at this very, very fancy restaurant. Um, so fancy that Patrick Swayze is there. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Patrick Swayze or Crazy Swayze, as yeah. um, Jeff calls him. Um, they're drinking wine. They're drinking fancy whiskey. and um, Okay. 
What? Uh, lobsters eat lobsters uh, diet includes fish, crabs, clams, mussels, sea urchins, and sometimes even other lobsters. Ugh. That's They're monsters. Too. They're monsters. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted that. That's okay. Um. Let's get back on track here. Um. Okay. Um. Jeff. Um. Uh, like passes him like a, a card with like the the salary that he would be making, and he. He was very impressed by that. Um, He, we learned that he does accept the job. He gets so wasted. He's like smoking a cigar, like drunk on whiskey. He stays over at John Cho's house. I'm sorry, at um, Jeff Coatsworth's house. Yeah. And then um, has to do the walk of shame the next day. Um, Meanwhile, we learn about a little secret of Lily's. And that is that she's like... Um, like a shopaholic, like she has like a whole drawer full of credit cards Yeah, and she can't help herself whenever she feels like stressed out. She buys boots. I thought of you because you don't like any of Lily's clothes and Robin's like, how do you always have such fashionable clothes or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And maybe it's like the time, but I, yeah, yeah, I don't like any of her clothes. Um, but yeah, they are Lily and Robin have like a whole conversation because they get back from shopping and Robin's like, wow, this is like pretty impressive. And then I thought that she was going to be um, like secretly stealing. Yeah. Which she things, which offers is, up as an excuse is like yeah. better than what is actually going yeah. on where she's yeah. like maxing out all these credit cards. Um, so Robin is like, well, you have to tell Marshall to take this job because you're, you're a kindergarten teacher. Like yeah. you're not going to make any money. You want to have kids. You want to be able to like afford this lifestyle. He needs to take this awful corporate job. And of course that's her impulse. Cause she's like an awful corporate right wing. Yeah. So course. she's like, well, this corporate job sounds great. Like yeah. more money, the better. Um, and that's also obviously how Barney feels because he's, you know, he's always like, you know, Money is the most important thing, and he's yeah, a yeah. he's a capitalist, yeah, um, to the extreme. Um, oh right, we're so then then we go to the porn conve- convention, mm-hmm. um, I guess to sort everything out. Ted so, Mosley wants so to confront wants to meet, Ted Mosby, yeah, um, and it turns out that this Ted Mosby is actually Steve Beale, who thinks that. Um, Ted like stuck up for him against Ted did stick up for him against some bullies. They yeah, went. It turns out did. they went to like right. middle school together, and Ted right. like stuck up for him against some bullies, right. and he like named himself Ted Mosby. Yes. So and he's played by Kevin Heffernan from um, the Broken Lizard troupe from from oh, Super Troopers okay. and, and 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 all of those and okay. uh, you know uh, I knew he was stuff. someone in comedy. I wasn't sure exactly, um, but then he said like he needed to like honor his name. Um, and then Ted made a joke about, like, no, the, the guy who stuck up for you is actually, um, wait, I wrote it down somewhere, yeah. Lance uh, Hardwood? Yeah, Lance, Lance Hardwood. Hardwood. <laughs> um, there's a funny joke, I don't know, it's the, where Kevin Heffernan is like, I, I don't know if you know this, but in my business, that would actually be a pretty killer name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was like, yeah, I need to shoot something this weekend, like, that sounds <laughs> yeah. like a great idea. Um, so while Marshall is trying to like figure out what to do, he's 
um, trying to decide like, oh, stick with the nonprofit environmental agency or the bad corporate monster. Um, Ted's advice is to make a pros and cons list, which is apt. Like this yeah. is the advice that I would give too. And um, everyone's annoyed by his pros and cons list. Yeah. Um, he even like asked the server at McLaren's yeah. for a, um, a legal pad to yes. drinks. Then and again, I buy the McLaren's has table service, <gasps> oh. by the way. And this server supposedly gets his order wrong. <laughs> He criticizes her, so <laughs> that's right. this will be... That's another similarity. I just, yeah. I just unearthed a similarity. Yeah, that's true. Um, so then there's another scene with Jeff Coatsworth um, when Marshall's trying to, like... He wants to be honest with Lily about taking the job, um, and then he, like, needs a moment, so he goes outside of the bar, and then um, John Cho pulls up in a limo and takes him to um, Tuckahoe Funland, his favorite place on Earth. Which is like a, uh, I don't know New York, but it's like a, what do they call, what's the? Like a Coney Island. Like a Coney Island type of Carnival. thing. Is that what it is? Yeah. Like I a guess. I'd okay. never heard of it. Um, I so guess we should look up if that's real, like, yeah. like in our DC. Um, so it's Marshall's uh, favorite place, and then he learns that that would be his only client, and so he is excited about it, and then we learn that, like, oh, um, outbreak of E. coli, like, Tons of people died on the coasters, so it's a it's a terrible place. Yeah. Um, but he, of course, is like looking at it through his like childlike, rose-colored glasses. So Tuckahoe Funland is not real, uh, but something I just read said that it is inspired by Playland or Rye Playland, which is in Rye, New York, on the Long Island Sound. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but okay. that's what I just read. Okay, um, so Lily um, and Marshall are honest with one another, and so he agrees to take the, the job. Um, and then they're all back at the apartment. Oh, there w- there is a funny scene of Lily um, doing like a Scrooge McDuck and like all the money, but with boots. <laughs> That's funny. You thought of Scrooge McDuck, which makes more sense. I thought of Munusavari in American Beauty oh, with all the roses, yeah, yeah. but yeah, Scrooge McDuck Scrooge is a better. McDuck. Yeah. Um, so they're back in the final scene at the apartment and, um, they find out that, um, Barney arranged for like the, um, the, the porn to be shot on their couch (laughs) or they're watching the porn and it's the, um, international sex builder. What is it? Sex architect. Sex architect. And he's like, he's like just got finished designing the, yeah, the international sex building or sex headquarters. And they're watching this porn and (laughs) it's their apartment and they're skeezed out that the sex was on the couch that they're sitting in. So they all get up and they're disgusted. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your funniest? Well, I have a couple other things I wanted to, to, to mention. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have, I, you know, you and I watch every episode. We don't commit everything to memory. So I don't know. I don't have a show Bible, which reminds me, I asked last week, like, oh, have we met? Uh, uh, are we ever going to meet Phoebe's grandma? And a listener was like, we did meet Phoebe's grandma. Oh, the shit. first time that Phoebe goes to try and meet her husband, her husband, her father, uh-huh. you know, and then she never gets the courage to go in inside. Okay. We met the... The grandma on that episode. But anyway, what I was going to say, I I know we knew that Ted was from the Cleveland, Ohio area, 
But is this the first time we hear that he's specifically from Shaker, Shaker Heights? Heights. Uh, I think yeah. so. Um, which, of course, makes me think of the Battle of Shaker Heights, the uh, Project Greenlight season two movie, which I love. Um, and then tell me if this bothers you, too, in movies and TV shows, the whole thing of, like, I'm going to write an amount on this piece of paper. And, like, yeah. <laughs> like, even... And maybe, I guess, maybe I would accept that John Cho... Sorry, Jeff Jefferson Coatsworth would do that in a public place, like a restaurant. Mm -hmm. But why would Marshall not come home and say, they're offering to pay me whatever. Why does even he have to, like, be discreet? It's just him and Lily. Like, why can't he just say how much? um, I don't know. Maybe it would date it too much. Or maybe there would would need to be some, like, accuracy. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, Um, yeah, When I think of Shaker Heights, I think of um, Little Fires Everywhere. You didn't read that book. No, but we watched the miniseries together. We watched together. the miniseries. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Place. That was Shaker Heights too. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, let's. Uh, what are your? What's your funniest moment? Um, well, the whole like sex architect was funny. Um, oh, when <laughs> this made me laugh. When Steve Beale is like, "I needed to honor your name." My dad said to just plant a tree in Israel, <laughs> which if like you grow up as a Jewish kid, yeah, like. That's what everyone does when they like graduate Hebrew school. You know, it's yeah. like a um, goodwill type gesture. Um, uh, my my only funniest moment you already mentioned it was uh, when when they're talking about how many episodes Ted Mosby the porn star or how many episodes how many movies Ted Mosby the porn star has done. Robin's like, who is he? Jude Law? And then no one reacts, and she's like, well, maybe not now, but like two years ago. Yeah, but like you couldn't see a movie without seeing Jude Law. In it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is very true of like the mid two thousands. Yeah, um, I loved um, I loved this like the walk of shame with like so Marshall's joined by like several other women who are also like walking down the That's street. Right. Yeah, and they have like um, messed up hair and yeah. they're wearing like the mini dress that they wore the the last night. So yeah, I thought that was funny. Uh, well, in that same scene. Um, oh wait, uh, let's move on to how many mother make it fashion. Well, let's real quick talk about props to the props department oh, because there were a, there were a lot of uh, posters, um, like porn posters. Yeah. So I wrote a few down. One that was my favorite was in Diana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. Yes. Uh, and then there was the, a Lawrence of Lawrence of a Babia, but it was is, it should have been Lawrence of My Labia, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, I guess you can't get away with that on CBS. You can't say labia, or especially from a show that like thinks that porn is only watched by it's like, like some like weird freaks. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. underbelly. Lawrence of a Labia or whatever is obviously where you would go with that, but it was yeah. Lawrence of a Babia. There was also what was the one I could I kept trying to read it. Was it okay? Cause you and I both worked at porn stores. Uh, video stores? Yeah, video stores that had porn. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of these. Yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah. Is definitely one of my favorites. But one that we in my video store that had a large gay section that we actually had in the early 2000s was called A Beautiful Behind. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a poster for an, a beautiful, a beautiful, there's a beautiful something. I think it was A Beautiful Behind. Okay. Uh, in this, in this episode. I didn't clock it, but I'm um, not surprised. But we also had... Because we had a large gay section and straight section in porn, and it was the same year that Sweet Home Alabama, the movie with Reese Witherspoon, came out. We had both Sweet Ho Alabama mm-hmm. and Sweet Homo Alabama. Good <laughs> so many options. And then um, my older video store had the Joy Fuck Club, which I always thought was a, a funny one. Yeah. 
can you th- do you have any you want to share? There's so many. I don't yeah. even want to get into it because we're on a you're right. You're we're right. on a time crunch. Yeah, yeah. Pocahontas was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, wet dreams may come. <laughs> wet dreams may come. That's good. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, also, oh, everybody does Raymond was another one of my favorite Ooh, gay gay porn that's titles. Good, that's good. Uh, all right, so we should move on to make it fashion. Yes. What do you What do you got? I hated all of Lily's layering outfits. What about her boots? Hated the boots. Hated the boots. Yeah. Uh, I liked. Didn't like the statement necklaces. Well, I'll start with what I liked, and then I'll go with what I with a thing that I hated. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do a two for here, just in the interest of time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Marshall, he's wearing a suit at the beginning. Oh yeah, he looks great in a suit. But especially later when he's like stressing out about what to do and he's like taken off his tie and unbuttoned the top button and he's got like the he's still wearing the suit in the dress shirt but it's kind of like dressed down it looked it was a good look i thought yeah um and then in his um walk of shame he's wearing a pretty cool looking like it's not strictly a pea coat, but it's clearly like pea coat inspired mm-hmm. like a double breasted coat like wool yeah, yeah that it had like but it had Way more buttons than a pea coat. I would say if I have any problems with this thing, it was too many buttons. Hmm. I don't know if you saw it. It was like buttons, like Lots way on both sides. Yeah. Um, like he's like a, a doorman or something. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was. I still thought it was cool looking. All right. Um, and then I have one that I hated, but we'll get to it. Uh, if you unless you. Oh have no, more. I don't have anything else. Oh okay. Uh, in the final scene, I think it's the final scene, second to last scene maybe. Um, Robin is wearing a dress that looks like it was crocheted. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. They, they do that a lot with the crocheted materials. Yeah. There's a right way to do it, I think. I don't. All right, so what sort of running jokes, motifs of foreshadowing? You've become better at, at picking these out than I than I have because I think I've become like blind. Well, we've to said them. previously um, servers getting orders wrong. Um, no, no, I'm talking about running jokes, motifs, and foreshadowing in Harlan oh, Your Mother, not similarities oh, and differences. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Because um, all I have is just what we already talked about, these people being, like, weird about sex. Yeah, weird about sex. Um, yeah, I don't really have... But there was no suit up. There, there was, was no, no suit up. There was, there was no was challenge no accepted. Awesome. There was no, like, wait for it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, okay, well, then let's move on to similarities and differences. Okay. We already kind of covered a lot of them. Well, when we were talking about, when I brought up um, associations with Seinfeld, which I feel like always comes up, there was a, um, uh, Ted kept referring to Bizarro Me. So the other Ted Mosby (laughs) porn stars, like the Bizarro Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, there will be more... Uh, uh, Barney has a doppel, doppelganger, doppelbanger uh, oh, uh, joke. Okay. Did you? I don't know if you caught that. There's. I've already teased this before, but there's like doppelgangers is going to be uh, a big thing. Oh yeah, I teased it when Friends had the uh, Russ episode. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's so a lot upsetting. of stuff like that on Highland. So upsetting. A lot of that. Um, go ahead. This is just a question, but where did we first learn about the Walk of Shame? I, I know. I don't I think like, that this was that. No, I've yeah. I feel like I've. Uh, but when was that popularized? That like we all know what it is. I don't. Know, I guess I remember knowing about it as long as I've like known that people have sex. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, listeners, uh, if you have any yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't have to share any walk of shame stories, but like, or when, if you if you'd like to, you'd we'll like listen to, sure. to them. Did you ever that movie with Elizabeth Banks? I never saw it. Walk of shame. 
I didn't. No. Yeah, I never saw it either. Uh, she has to like get across town. Like it's like an LA movie. I don't know. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, I, I never saw it. Uh, and then the only other thing, which again I already mentioned, like Joey taking off his clothes in anticipation of sex with the woman he's just met is gonna. There's a whole ass how many other episode. Well, One of the most famous episodes probably that is entirely devoted to that. Okay. I mean, probably not entirely. There's like probably B and C plots as well, but that's the main thing. I mean, there were so many similarities here with just like the the flashback and the the time jump and the yeah. um, like bad hair and like time specific outfits. Like even three years ago, these friends had different like fashion senses sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. I think the most shocking is probably Rachel. Yeah. But Chandler's goatee is pretty... <laughs> yeah, but that's like a week worth of growth. Right. I feel like her whole look, her whole image is like so different than it is yeah. now. Um, well, let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one, friends. friends. Yeah. yeah. Not that this was a this was nowhere near as bad a How I Met Your Mother as last week. This was a good How I Met Your Mother. It was just this Friends was uh, just too on point. No, it, the whole thing about like porn being like so degenerate yeah <laughs> was yeah. just like a little bit off-putting i think but that's still not the same as like uh the the like crazy hot chick yeah. scale yeah, yeah, which yeah. i think that's is worse. So much worse yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's a segment called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was going on in the world in the days these episodes aired. So Friends Season 3, Episode 6, the one with the flashback, maybe kind of fitting that these characters were dressed up in things they wouldn't normally wear because this episode aired on October 31st. 1996. Oh, that's fun. But also weird they didn't do a Halloween they, episode. I know. They will. I mean, they have and they will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, How I Met Your Mother has done plenty. There'll, there'll be some pretty famous ones. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's weird they had an episode that was going to air on October 31st yeah. and didn't make it a Halloween episode. Missed opportunity. Very much. Very much so. Uh, so that's the main thing that was happening on, on that day. Um, also, I had something and now I can't remember what it was that I was going to mention that happened on this day dark chocolate watermelon sticks <laughs> cheeseburger um, burrito ew <laughs> cheeseburger burrito does sound pretty gross uh a uh category four cy- cyclone strikes Andhra Pradesh India that's sad very sad um and uh film director Marcel Carney who was born in 1906 passed away on that day he did um something of paradise children of paradise i can't remember i haven't seen it um but top five songs in the u.s on this day by the way we had um a listener who's like younger than we are who who was who couldn't believe all the like 2007 songs that we just like don't, don't know, know yeah because they were anything. like in middle school or like ninth grade or whatever yeah. at that time it's um, a blind spot for both of us i think yeah uh so here we are but this uh we're still in 1996 here Top five songs in the U.S. Number five, Keith Sweat's Twisted. And number four, Donna Lewis's I Love You Always Forever. And number three, Black Street's I Like the Way You Work It. No Diggity. Which I just saw like in a commercial. Yeah. By the way. Because um, it's a grocery. It's like a um, Amazon Fresh or something. Okay. Uh, that's too bad. I finally come around on that song that I did not like when it was yeah. new. And now it's in a dumb commercial. Uh, at number two, Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. And at number one, Los Del Rio's Macarena Bayside Boys Mix. 
it's unstoppable that song yeah um and yeah to our younger listeners who can't believe um we don't know we don't know what was going on in 2007 you can't imagine how enormous the macarena was oh yeah like I, th- I mean i think i know we have to like wrap up but like people always use like like Nielsen ratings as a, as, a, as a way of saying like look at how like in the 90s TV shows like Friends regularly got like tens of millions of people watching every week you know and now like the culture is so divided there's no like single culture anymore right so I like I think there there are ways in which that's good and ways in which that bad it's bad that we don't have like similar touchstones with other Americans you know that I think mm-hmm. adds to us being divided but it's also good that people can like find their own thing that could be a little more specific but it is weird like I don't think it's possible in the way that our culture works now that anything will ever be as big as the Macarena again because we don't have that we don't have a monoculture anymore you are you talking mean? about like exclusively to music or uh, yeah, just I guess like we don't music, have like, like water cooler shows anymore. Yeah, that's a, that's it's the, all part of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't think it, it will be possible for anything to be as enormously huge as the Macarena was. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, October 29th, two thousand seven, which is the day season three, episode six of How I Met Your Mother. I'm not that guy. Aired. Um, God, I guess um, speaking of similarities and differences, I mentioned a cyclone this day, an earthquake, a magnitude five earthquake, magnitude five earthquake uh, hit Nepal. Oof, so, a lot of like natural disasters. Yeah, that's just what this. Uh, I gotta find a better website, maybe. But now I'm, I'm addicted to using this website because it has the billboard thing, which yeah. I want, uh, which is what we're really here for. So let's move on to that top five songs in the U.S. Oh, this is exactly the one that our listener was talking about, that neither of us knew who Colby Calais or Calais was. Yeah. And he was like, I don't What's I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, the song's called Bubbly. I don't know who that is. A couple of elder millennials. Yeah. Geriatric to... millennials. Geriatric millennials. Uh, and number four. So that's number five. And number four, Alicia Keys, No One. No, no one. No. Uh, and number three is Timberland's Apologize. I said number threes. And number three, Timberlands apologize. On the twos and threes. Uh, well, on the twos, ugh, Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss. Um, weirdly, second episode in a row in which I've uh, brought up Kiss Chris Brown. It was an entirely different uh, uh, context last week. Uh, and h- hanging in there at number one, Soldier Boy tell him, crank that Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what was going on in the world. Okay. Now we move on to our final segment, which is called... Challenge accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on our two shows based only on the title. Uh, uh, episode title. But first, let's look at how we did last week. Okay. So I said we learned how the friends met the friends. Yep. Which I think was kind of obvious. You get a point. And I said, but I also said there are bad wigs aplenty. And I don't think we had one bad wig. We had one wig. But I think I thought it was going to go further back in time than just three years. Like, mm. you know, you were thinking through like how I met your mother, multiple. Yeah, timelines. maybe I was. Yeah. And so I don't know if I, I you get the point for sure, because I was way I, off compared to me. You get a point. But I don't think that's how we do this. Right. But you were right. But I said bad wigs a plenty and there's literally just one bad wig. But you were trying to be funny by using a plenty. <laughs> you said, uh, <laughs> 
Ted and Barney are macking on some ladies who call them on their bullshit. Ted tries to distance himself in a Weasley manner from Barney, which is not at all what happened, but actually sounds like a good episode of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I should That's write. like Ted like thinking he's better than Barney, but he's not really. That would be a really good episode. Yeah. So you're saying I get a point for that? I think you do. Listeners, let us know if I get a point for yeah. that. Yeah, call to action. Yeah. So next week on the show, on our two shows, I think it's time for you to vamp while I look this Ooh. up. Lemon zest Madeline cookies. Limeade. Fresh squeezed limeade. Okay. Rosemary <laughs> stick to it. Season 3, episode 7 is called The One with the Race Car Bed of Friends. And I'm laughing because it reminds me of uh, Millhouse's dad. <laughs> That's right. I sleep in a big, do you sleep in a big race car? I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the one with the race car bed god who okay I'm gonna say who gets a race car bed I'm gonna say that um, Ross okay okay Ross is Okay, hold on. I'm going to say... Hatch Ma, Ma and Pa Geller gift Ross his old childhood race... race car bed for Ben. Ross... Uh, endeavors to keep it for himself. Were you thinking of Ma and Pa Kettle? <laughs> yeah, probably. But I said Ma and Pa Geller. Yeah. It was funny, I thought. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, good. Um, so that's my guess, is that Ross is going to get like his bed, bed for that's for Ben, but okay. then he wants it. Okay. Okay. How oh, I Met Your Mother, episode season... S- season 3, episode 7, is called... Oh my god. You're never going to get this. Okay, give it to me. And I only know how to pronounce it because I've seen the episode before. Okay. Uh, Doa Tripla. Do you want to write it down? Can you spell it for me? Yeah, D-O-W-I-S-E-T-R-E-P-L-A. Doa Tripla. Doa Tripla. Doa Tripla. Yeah. And this is not a language that... This is like a made-up word. Yeah, it's a made-up word on the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, do wise triple. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say. Barney and Ted are macking on some ladies. Okay. <laughs> who call them out on their bullshit. Okay. That's Run. just what I'm going to go to when I can't figure it out. I love this. It's got it's going to be right sometimes. It's like more often than not right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cuz if I do get a point for the bad wig, then yeah. I'm ahead of you. Yeah. Otherwise, we're tied. So you need to have an easy... I need it. An easy... Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, call to action about um, David's point value if you agree that he gets a point. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, give us your um, give us your walk of shame story. Yeah. I also want to hear your thoughts on bars and wait staff. Like, does a bar cease to be a dive if it has a wait staff? If it has a waiter or a waitress, does that make it more of a what about, pub or a tavern? What about the white elephant? What was that? The white horse. They had, like, they brought, like, hot dogs and french fries. But they also, they didn't have waiters. That was you a went dive. to the bar. Oh, yeah, that was a dive. But there was someone who came out and brought food to you. Not to you particularly. Specifically, they set it out on a table. Mm, they also set it to you, like, at a bar. Like, I've been at the bar and someone brought some yeah, treats We have around. different memories of the White Horse, a place that you and I both spent time oh. before we knew each other and spent early Here's dates. Here's an example. The Roost. That's a dive, but they also have... Um, but it isn't... Okay. I feel like you're missing my point. I think so. It's not about bars that serve food. It's about what kind of bar has Wait a waiter stuff. and waiter who like leaves the bar with a tray and a pad of paper, takes an order, goes back to the bar, gets your order, Can brings it to your table. person also be the bartender? No. I think this has, a, has to be a different uh, person than the bartender. The bartender like someone stays... someone hired to be a server. Like Carla. And, okay. and and I guess Carla and Diane on Cheers. But you know, Coach... They also like, make drinks, too, don't they? Do they not? No. Car, like, uh, um, Sam and either Coach or Woody make the drinks. Carla and Diane, you know, take orders and, and come back. And, so gendered. And it's very, it is very gendered, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so that that's my, like, what... How do you define a bar that has a wait staff? Can it still be a dive? Whatever. All right. Uh, we got to go. Um, we did it. Uh, you can find us at battleshipretention.com. That's where you can find uh, posts for every episode, and you can leave comments there. You can uh, find this episode wherever you find this podcast wherever you found it. But also, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can also, if you want, follow me on Twitter at uh, Davy Pretension. Uh, Natalie, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't, but they should um, like and rate and review this episode if you do like it. Um, you should tell your friends, tell your mothers, let us know all of your Walk of James stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let us know. Um, also, if you give us five stars, that helps other people find us. And, and also reviews are yes, great, too. Right yeah. review, we have some great reviews. Um, but we, but it's not just five stars, just rate and review. Like that helps people find us on iTunes. Don't give us one star. Yeah, definitely don't. But like just any kind of interaction, I think tends to be helpful for like when someone searches iTunes, Yeah, let's. it's going to like, well, when someone opens up iTunes, it's going to like come up earlier in searches if it has more engagement. That's the idea. Yeah. So yeah, help us get more listeners by rating and reviewing it. Absolutely. Okay. We're in a hurry. So until next time, see you at Takahoe Funland. <laughs> <laughs>